Rotu d'Apio, les podcasts des entrepreneurs agréés. Today's podcast is in English and I have the great pleasure to have on the show Jean-Christophe Arp, co-founder of the whole FinTech Accelerator and FinTech Evangelist. Hi, Jean, how's it going? It's going great, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Uh, really, thank you for inviting us here. And for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Sure. First off, great pleasure to be on your podcast. Yes. You've been doing some great things, some great interviews. So always happy to, fortunate for me to be on the show. So yeah, my name is Jan. I'm a, I guess, self-proclaimed fintech evangelist, but uh, now co-founder and co-managing partner of the Holt Accelerator, yes. actually right here, and where we are right now here yeah. today. So I've been just very focused Finance background plus decade tech uh, scene, uh, you know, more in the last five plus years, okay. and just started working with as many fintechs as possible, probably about the hundreds or so, and just fell in love with the industry, and, and so that's where it led me to this next journey of where we are right now. Cool. So, I want I want to ask you why fintech? There's a lot of stuff in finance, but why financial technology? I think finance uh, is so integrated with in every industry, within every interaction yes. that can be, and it can be such an enabler to it. So I'm very uh, passionate about what we can do and how it can make the world a better place. And so I can give you an example, like right now we're exchanging, yes. right? We're, yes. we're trading, we're trading value and yes. that value is time. And yeah. you have your time that you're giving me and you have to all your thousands and millions of audience that you allow me to speak on. So yes. I'm very fortunate. So that's very valuable for me. Okay. And I hope I create some value for the audience for, sure, for what you're, yes. you're listening to. Um, the mechanisms around trade, uh, sometimes it's around a negotiation, but a lot of it is a financing or discussion and negotiation. And you can, you know, sometimes it's a little more clear and you bring the lawyers to, to box in those things yeah. and then create a kind of a structure and, and, or financing mechanism to sort of make that happen. Um, and, and I'm very passionate to see like where we could take this. Okay. To give you just another example, uh, let's look at Facebook. Facebook, yes. Your, your page, well on average, the average page, yours is probably worth a little more, <laughs> is worth more or less around $1,800 per page. This okay. was a couple years ago, so I'm sure the price went up. Yeah. And that's what they value it at. And on top of that, for every time you like or share, you know, you make money for Facebook. Yes. You are putting in your own time, you are giving your, your, your share and your own energy, but you're not making any of that money. Yet yeah. you're creating content, but not earning any of that money okay. for the content that you're liking or sharing in many cases. Cool. And I find that model very interesting. I don't necessarily think it's the most fair. Yeah. We do it because we were addicted to it, but I do wonder if there's a model which every time you make an action okay. or, or a transaction, let's put it in this case, that you would earn from that, right? A meritocracy that's there. So that's kind of a big picture and an yeah. example of how it could potentially work. But all to say is I'm just very uh, passionate about just fixing the banking solutions that are out there. You know, it's, it affects every human being on earth and I want to make sure we give them the best services yes. uh, and, and what is most fair and, and bring on uh, the, the billions of people who are unbanked, bring them into you know, this, this, this world where they have a shot at, at you know, tapping into to their creative and yeah. their creativity and their power. Is your mission to bring value on the financial industry? Really value like connecting people, not only with just the, the money, but more with, more with the, like some uh, connections to uh, the financial system? Uh, absolutely, the financial institutions are the key players, they, ha they hold you know, years of knowledge and problems yeah. that can be solved and can help teams move very forward very quickly. 
I'm very interested in building a stakeholder and an ecosystem, and so that would be one of the key players. Yeah. And at the center, though, one of the most fundamental to this is the entrepreneur. Yes. Right. That's the that's the innovator. That's in some cases the disruptor. Mm-hmm. Not always completely yeah. disruption, but can uh, help evolve the current services that okay. are out there. And so we build a stake a system that's around that entrepreneur and 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 then that fintech and that startup. And so we have 13 fintechs that we selected, and we try and find the right stakeholders to support them. On On their journey. Cool. So today podcast is a little bit different. We're gonna present the really the stars from the whole fintech uh, accelerator, so we can introduce one of them right now. Yeah. Why don't we? The best way to do this is yeah. actually to meet some of the teams. Do you mind if I grab one? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Cool. Hey Charles, do you want to come pitch? Yeah. So I'll set the stage for this one. This is a Montreal-based uh, startup. I'll have you go towards the microphone over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he's setting it up, he's a yeah. Montreal-based uh, fintech, but he's brutally spent his lot most of his uh, past time in, in Europe. So we're very fortunate to have a hey. seasoned entrepreneur uh, who's here to actually present to us and, and pitch a little bit. Uh, I think we're going to get you up on the microphone. Yeah, we'll yeah. yeah, that one. Cool. So how would we like to do it? Should we? Do you want to hear his pitch? Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we give you the introduce yourself and uh, to the audience, look at the camera and. Uh, So hi, my name is Charles Nouirit. I'm a French uh, entrepreneur based in Montreal since uh, something about seven years now. Um, I'm doing mobile and checkout uh, for banks and retailers, especially addressing the new uh, PSD2, which is the new regulation in Europe. Yes. That's mostly that's it. Cool. Very nice. So I just want to ask you a question. Right. How do you see uh, what they're doing in Europe, and what did you see that we can bring here in Canada? What well, well, what can we bring that? Yeah, um, well, actually, the open banking is gonna be a very big uh, transformation in how banks do uh, business, and it's gonna set up the future of payment, and especially the e-payments, where the credit cards and the debit cards are gonna be gone, actually, yes. uh, just obsolete. So uh, it's it's gonna impact the rest of the world in about four to five years, something like that. We we're gonna start uh, open banking um, by 2020 here. Okay. So it's going to have a huge impact. There's actually, there's not a conference worldwide without a panel about open banking. Cool. And one last question I want to ask you. Why did you decide to come here in Montreal with the whole FinTech Accelerator? Well, actually, I fell in love with the woman here. So <laughs> she, she drove me here. Okay. That's how I'm, I, I've been based here. I met uh, Jan and, um, and Brandon uh, at, uh, at the very beginning, actually, of the whole accelerator. So uh, I'm quite happy to be here. Cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thank you. Awesome. Let's see you also. I can uh, pull in. Uh, Christine, you want to rock it? Yeah, yeah, go next. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Take care. I appreciate it. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Ab. 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 Ab's no correlation. No we'll get you to swing around that side. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, You know, three members of the team, why not? So this next one, these guys are from uh, the good old US of A. Um, and uh, they're here to, you know, speak a little bit of, of, of their story. I love your guys' story. So maybe you guys can do the do the pitch, right, from like cool. how you guys kind of discovered it. Yeah. Just be near the microphone and look at the camera. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, before I go into what we're doing, I'll definitely explain why we're doing it. Um, so. 
me and my randomly assigned freshman year roommate, uh, we were looking at living off campus our sophomore year. Uh, and when we were applying for off-campus housing, we ended up getting rejected from every single apartment complex around the university. Uh, so my roommate, he was a Bill Gates scholar, so he actually didn't even need to pay for housing. And I obviously had uh, scholarships and available capital to fund the housing, but the reason why we didn't get accepted was because we didn't have established credit scores. So we did some research uh, and we found out that we weren't alone in this particular problem. We found out that in 2009, an act called the CARD Act was passed uh, and it prevented financial institutions from going onto college campuses and uh, advertising financial products. So two thirds of every millennial uh, has no idea of how to actually establish credit. Um, so for David and I, uh, we, we did what we do best and solved the problem for ourselves. Yeah. And we uh, built our own credit scores and then we started helping our friends and became uh, board certified credit score consultants. Uh, and then after that, uh, we were helping our families uh, and just random peers uh, establish and build their credit. And after that, we recognized a huge opportunity uh, to build a tech solution to scale. And thus, Kuru, which stands for Credit Guru, yeah. uh, was born. And it's an app that automates credit building. Cool. I have a couple of questions for you. Mm -hmm. for, for those that listen to this podcast and watching the videos, you say that you went from a rejection, a lot of rejections. How do you, how do you, do you go by that? Is people want they they want to start a business and they got a lot of rejection. What would the what advice would you give them to them to just pass by those rejections? Yeah, so nowadays uh, there are a lot of alternative lending opportunities. Um, there are some that are not good oh, yeah. and some things that you should not do, uh, but innovation and startups have really come a long way uh, where if you don't have an available cosigner, you don't have someone else's score, an established score uh, that you should be, you can use and tail off of. Uh, there's companies like SelfLender uh, that will help you get those uh, particular you know, financials and there's different cosigning companies that will help you get those yeah. particular financial products. Cool. What do you think about the Equifax, uh, what happened with Equifax, uh, I think it was this year? Yeah, mm -hmm. 143 million people's information basically became public and that comes down from not even just their names and their address, but social security numbers and yeah. things that really help uh, individuals remain individuals. And so that should not, could not, it can't happen. Okay. Things like that literally cannot happen. Uh, and the technology, it, it had to have been a wake up call. Unfortunately, I don't think it was as much of a wake up call okay. for the bureaus, but it needs to be a wake up call for both bureaus and the consumers to really understand how important data security is. And nowadays, uh, blockchain and a lot of decentralized yeah. networks provide a, a different and a unique level of security that can be used okay. to help protect people's data. So we're looking to help um, bring that new wave of identity and data security. Cool. Great job. So last question is, why did you decide to come to Montreal with the FinTech Holta Accelerator? Why? Bouncing from the last answer, uh, with the current available technologies, Holt has a wonderful AI partner with Strategy AI. Yeah. And we really think that we can leverage their mentorship and Holt's guidance in creating a more fair lending model that will increase not only security, um, but increase loan volume while decreasing default rates okay. and more of a globalized system. So if you were looking to live in the States, uh, you're starting your credit score over. And I don't think that that should be the case. Okay. Um, so creating a more globalized and accessible system for everyone. Where are you from? Uh, we're from DC originally, but our company is based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. 
You didn't see the winter yet, huh? Oh no, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited though. Jen has told me wonderful things about uh, all of the wonderful things we can do when it's cold. So. <laughs> we're gonna go snowboarding, we're gonna build snowmen, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Hey. I'm, I'm very excited for Montreal. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Cool. Thank you. Uh, and I'll get one more last guess, yes. maybe, just so that we can get a good feel of a good sample of teams that we have here. Ready to rock, Christina? All right, so we'll bring in our, our third one to, to complete the, the sample as well of our teams. We did select 13 in totals, but you'll see at least three to get a flavor. And it's a lady, a lady, a lady, a woman here. You just close the door. Yeah. So, Christina, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, more like do the pitch, but how you got into uh, Ivy Lender. Just look at the camera and be near the microphone. Sure. Come closer. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to edit this? Or is that <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm the founder of Ivy Lender. Yeah. We are a small business lending platform that provides payment processing as well as lending solutions on one single platform. And so we match applicants based on their credit profiles. Okay. We look at their bank history, 12 months of bank history to see how their revenue is trending. Okay. We also pull their FICO score to see which lender would be best suited for the applicant. Um, Cool. That's great. Cool. I have some couple of questions. Um, where do you see women in fintechs? I don't think there is a lot. Maybe I'm a, I don't have a, that much information, but what is the place in, for women in fintech? So I think there's a huge opportunity for women in fintech, yeah. right? So we, um, we only represent about 6% of C-level executives in technology as a whole. So as okay. a, when you drill it down to fintech, that number gets substantially smaller. Um, I can tell you in the United States, which is where our company is based, okay. I'm one of 20 women in the payment space. We all know each other, and I'm the youngest self-funded. Yes. Uh, those numbers are very, uh, they, they evoke multiple emotions, right? So as a woman-owned a woman -owned business, I feel a passion inside not only to succeed for myself, but for future generations okay. of women. Um, I also feel a a personal responsibility to empower younger generations within my company, right? So okay. trying to source talent, trying to develop that talent and identify opportunities for growth. Yes. Partnering with other women in FinTech and making sure that they can succeed is also something that is a passion of mine. Um, so I think that there's a, a huge opportunity for growth. Yes. Um, another sad statistic about fintech and women is that 45% of women are leaving technology every year. So okay. not only do we need to do a better job of recruiting them, but keeping them happy in their roles and making sure that they're not leaving the industry as a whole, which is what, what's happening right uh, now. Why are they quitting the industry? I think there's a lot of opportunities, so why are they just leaving like that? So, you know, the statistics don't really tell you the story behind the numbers, so I couldn't give you an honest answer. I, if just from personal experience, what I experienced in, in, financial, in the financial sector before I started my company was um, discriminatory, right? When, when, it comes to, when it comes to getting raises, when it comes to the pay variance between women and men. Yes. Um, and then just, you know, like I, was, I had a, about 35 peers okay. that would, some of the men in, in my previous role would treat me as if I was their assistant and I was, you know, I was on the same level as them. So I'm sure that women experience many different things that lead them to their decision to leave. Perhaps they feel um, barriers to entry or barriers to just moving up yes. internally. Cool. I think you're doing a great job. 
Thanks. for real. But I want to ask a last question. Why did you decide to come to Montreal? Why the whole FinTech Accelerator? So just being attached to the family is a great opportunity for us. Exposure into the ecosystem in Canada. FinTech as a whole is, you know, really just an amazing opportunity in Canada. Okay. And so we've had challenges in Miami. There's not a big tech culture. Yeah, okay. And so uh, there's also less competition. It's in my market specifically, it's it's less crowded. Okay. So I think that just the, the opportunity to open doors to add artificial intelligence to our, our process okay. um, through strategy AI is also a, a great thing that drove us to the decision to come. Cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Thank you. awesome. Thanks so much. Cool. Um, yeah, that was uh, a little snippet of the, the type of companies that we have here. Yes. So. You know what? I'm really um, amazing with, uh, with you because I came here to interview you, but you gave a lot of value to the staff here that came, that came here. So that's very great from, from you. So, hey, it's the least we can do. I mean, ultimately, they're the stars. They're the rock stars. I'm just fortunate to be able to get to work with uh, all these rock stars. So it's cool. been a lot of fun. So, yes. So if I just want to uh, let people know where they can contact you, you personally or the FinTech Holt Accelerator, what the websites and the Yeah, it's platforms. at the uh, holtaccelerator.ai website and go online. That's where we tell all the teams, if you're in FinTech to apply, we're always looking at those applications. So, so I suggest do that. You know, we don't have to wait until our next batch. We probably will do cohorts once a year right now, okay. but we do look at them as they come through and we always wonder if there's other opportunities. So it's not just necessarily through the cohort, so I suggest to apply that way. And you can see contact information there to, to reach out cool. to me. We are gonna put all the links on the description of the video and the podcast so people can join you. Uh, so let's talk about the, the accelerator. So yeah. let's talk about the whole family legacy. Sure. So who they are and because maybe people don't know really yeah. who they are. So yeah, so Sir Herbert Holtz, where it started, he came yes. here, immigrated here in the, the, the later 1800s, uh, Irish descent, and helped build CN Rail, which was the railway that goes across Canada. Okay. So that is a technology in the early, yeah. well, late 1800s that went across, right? And uh, from there, he actually went on to build the light heat and power company, okay. which eventually got expropriated and nationalized and became uh, known as Hydro-Quebec, which is also is a very uh, tech-heavy, especially at its time. This would yes. have been now the early 1900s when he had uh, built that and uh, sold that off. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and then that thereafter, he, he decided to join as the chairman, and he was a longest-serving uh, uh, president in, at the time of RBC. And cool. so he was there for 33 years, I believe. And Would so that brings in and flavors in the finance background as well. Cool. Would you say that he was a pioneer for his time? Absolutely, 100%. A pioneer for uh, entrepreneurship in Canada. And the energy sector too with the Royal Quebec. I'd say infrastructure, energy, and banking. You know, he had 300 businesses uh, internationally, wow. which you can only, sometimes you have to think this, like how did he make all those meetings and board, he must have been filled with board meetings every <laughs> single day. There's no Zoom, yeah. right? There's no Skype. Okay. So how was he handling all these calls on a, on a and, and going from nothing from being, when he arrived here to where he got, very yeah. impressive to, for someone to be able to do that. Wow. Um, I do want to touch, you know, we do have some of the family here. I can uh, bring let, them. Let's go ahead. Yeah, let's, we let's can have them on the podcast. Yeah. You ready to go? You ready? Yeah, I'll get them. Cool. Cool. So uh, I just, um, 
they were busy busy working, so I had to pull them in and ask them to join. But uh, here, come on, yes. come on in, Stuart. We'll yeah, have you sure. sit sit over there. Uh, let me watch the. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get you on the other side. Well, we put you in the hot seat, right? Put me in the hot seat. So we have, uh, we're very fortunate. We've got a couple members of the family here, uh, both Stuart, Dutton, uh, and Maggie, uh, Dunphy as well. You guys want to say hello? Hello. Yes. Good <laughs> afternoon. I just wanted to uh, just tell you how excited we are to have the whole accelerator in our office here in Montreal. Yes. It's just very amazing to have all these individuals like-minded working together and trying to create a, pro a product that will just hopefully you know be transformed be transformational yeah. yeah and it's so great to be able to get that yeah. community that's right it's uh, you know it's our family legacy it comes from entrepreneurship and it's our opportunity to give something back uh, to the community and watch uh, these kids uh, grow their businesses into something quite unique so yeah. especially to Montreal so you can ask a couple of questions. Absolutely. So uh, you have like a big family legacy from the past, mm -hmm. but what's the legacy for the future that you want to bring in Montreal in Canada? What's the next legacy that you guys want to leave? Well, the legacy we want to leave is, 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 is knowing our past, is be able to continue that legacy and share it with others, especially here in Canada. Okay. To see entrepreneurs in Canada be given the opportunity uh, to develop or at least re realize their own ambitions. Mm -hmm. yes. And these, some of these people are from all over the world and coming here, they love Montreal, they love yeah. Quebec. We have, I've spoken to three or four of them, they all want to move here, they want to become a Canadian. And I'm like, wow, this was so exciting to hear them say that. So um, we're, I think we're lucky that we have them and they're lucky that they have us and yes. we work and, together. And as I, it, it's interesting, as I just thought about it, is that my uh, my forebears, my where we created, they came yes. from abroad. Yep. They came from Ireland. Yes. They came from Scotland, yep. and they managed to build a life for themselves here. Yes. And we're, we're quite successful at it. And so that's what we want to duplicate. We want to encourage other people to come to Canada, experience what we have here, and give give them the opportunity to uh, realize their ambitions. Yep. Good. It's very exciting. And why technology? Why did you decide to really focus on technology? Why fintech? Well, it, it, that's our area of expertise. I mean, yes. we're both managers. Yes. Uh, we know the community. I mean, across Canada, I've been in this business as my father was yes. uh, for many, many, many years, and we have the network. And it's important now that in order for us to help these kids, it's you know the, the network is critically important, and we do have that, so we can help them there. Other areas, it was just technology would be difficult. Or medicine, healthcare yeah. it would be very difficult too. Yes. But in tech, I mean financial technology, we do have the network. So, yeah. Good. So it works together. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And why did you choose Jan? <laughs> <laughs> He's a superstar. Well, <laughs> because when we when we started this, we were saying who was the one person we should have. He He's was the one. one. He's, He's the, the one. one. He's the man. Yeah. He gets things done, and that's important. I mean, yes. it's, it's speed is. I'm not going to say is of the essence in this business, but you have to get things done. Yes, yeah, we mean, we get things done as a family yeah. office, okay. and when we find somebody that actually gets things done just as quickly as we do, we're just very excited to work together. Yeah, yeah. cool. I appreciate. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you so, so much. Cool, and thanks, thanks for that plug as well. I want to add that tagline to my LinkedIn resume right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, I paid them to do that. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, what's good? Yes. All right, so, um, so we, we hear really the people that really that make this happen. Yeah. And um, 
so I just want to get in detail in details. What is the whole fintech accelerator like for just two people to understand? Because there's sure. a lot of people talk, but just want to make it show what is. Yeah. So this all started uh, through through many trials and errors of, of different projects from from my side, but. Uh, also a dream on, on, on Brendan, who is the, the son of, of Stewart's, so the great-great-grandson of Sir Herbert Holtz, uh, who had done a, a sports accelerator out in Berlin with yes. the Adidas family. Okay. And uh, this was several years back now and was one of the first investors there. And, and then he's been investing a lot in diversifying their portfolio in, in the tech space and of, in fintech at that because yeah. they know finance so well as well. And so through time he said, I want to do an accelerator. And I said, me too. This is what's missing okay. within uh, the Canadian ecosystem cool. right now. And the biggest reason why is that we have uh, very strong, sound financial institutions okay. who we know have weathered the storm from the 2008 crisis. They had great uh, structures in place, very sharp, very just powerful entities there. Yes. But I will say sometimes maybe slower on the innovation adoption right now. Okay. And uh, I felt they've been a little behind so much so that they usually uh, only want to work with what I would call Series A, Series B companies. Okay. But many times for a company to become a Series A, Series B company, well, you already need to be working with a big financial institution. Okay. So now you have this sort of chicken and egg story. Like, yes. who, how do you create this partnership between them? They don't want to work with you until you're big enough, but you can only get big enough unless you're working with them. Yeah. So we said, okay, this is this is silly. We have uh, these teams are good. We know where to find them, okay. and we get 400 applications from our world, and we'll choose the top 13, and we'll we'll put our we'll put the credibility in our name behind that. Cool. Right, and we'll give them a little money. We'll support them as they go forward, and then we'll, we'll leverage other partners. So we had mentioned Strategy AI, yeah. so we can build out their tech stacks. We have two dozen VCs, yeah. so we can help them complete their, their round from investment. And we, just, we had a, another dozen financial institutions who are looking for POCs, and we help close those deals. Cool. So you guys are accelerating the process of the fintech startups. Right. I guess that's where we get the term accelerator. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so why Montreal? Because uh, think, well, they have an history here in Montreal, but why here, especially? Why not Toronto? Why not, uh, let's say, New York and everything? Yeah. Um, well, from the family side, they wanted to give back to where it all started for them. Yeah. Right. And so, for them, it was in Quebec where it all was created, and 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 this is where the the family is still very very much based. Mm -hmm. And they said, we want to we want to do it here. This is our way of giving back to that that yeah. community. And, and from my side, when I was in this, uh, I've been just very involved in building out the fintech ecosystem and very fortunate to be some one of the players of many who have contributed to, to building out this ecosystem and um, just understanding that there's such an opportunity. Yeah. I think the future is going to be heavily tech-driven and like I'm talking deep tech-driven. Yes. And Montreal is a world leader of that. And so we have wicked, I mean, we have the second largest student population in North mm -hmm. America. With that, you have tons of researchers and research, right? Yeah. You have uh, millions, billions of dollars that are flowing into artificial intelligence. Sometimes yes. a lot of propelled by the government, but you're, you like you don't have to go read, go too far to hear about AI in yeah, yeah, Montreal being, if expert, not the yeah. top, yeah. Sorry, and especially in deep learning in the world for for, for deep learning. And so you have um, some really smart people that are here. Yeah. You have some some really strong financial institutions, family offices, yes, uh, pension companies that are here. So okay. I guess sound 
uh, state another let's call them potential customers. Yes. Uh, you have all the ingredients of the of of the right stakeholders that can come together and a and a budding uh, startup scene right Great now that's just starting. So for me, it was. This kind of best kept secret that uh, I was looking to really help, uh, I wanted to erupt and put Montreal on sort of the the global stage, and you know, and it's, hey, it's kind of kind of fun to live here as well, right? Yeah. The joie de vie, the the lifestyle that we have. Here. It's a very good uh, ecosystem. Absolutely cool. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, how these uh, startups apply to the to the accelerator, the criteria and everything. How did yeah. the process to apply? Yeah. So very simple. It's uh, just you can go on the website, Holt Accelerator. Uh, dot AI backslash apply. Okay. Click there. There's a, a link that's already ready to go. Yes. 20 questions. Fill that in. And I'm reviewing them as they come in, like I said. And you know, we'll do our next cohort sometime uh, next year. But hey, we might all already start working with you beforehand. So. Cool. And also, I want to talk um, because uh, they came from all around the world. So, why is it so important to have all these people that came from all around the world, not just Montreal, not just Canada? I think. I think as we go forward into the future, uh, innovation knows no boundaries. Yes. And so that's geography barriers that are being broken, those are industry barriers being broken, that is uh, technology barriers being broken. Yes. And so what does that mean? It means um, as we see which, which either city or province or country, you know, for a startup, you're looking for that target market, you know, is it... Uh, it's just easy to say, oh, it's in it's in Montreal and it's these type of people. Well, you know, maybe there's many people who share that same problem all over the world. Right? Okay. Let's look at different uh, industries. You have insurance and you have health. This is yes. one of the easiest examples that you have. And who owns that customer journey, right? And so in this case, we're seeing more and more of the insurance pr pr yes. providers, you know, pr providing solutions for preventative health. So they're kind of going... Uh, you know, upstream, if I guess I could say that, to make sure that their their clientele is healthier, because okay. that means less claims down the line. So it actually is more beneficial for them. Yes. So that was previously seen as a health tech, a health side. So it's an industry kind of being starting to merge. Let's look at technologies. Yeah. And we we could talk about artificial intelligence, and then you can flavor in some blockchain, right? Okay. Because blockchain is a good database, and AI is a good way of manipulating that database. Yes. Now you can even throw in some quantum computing there to make sure that it's all technically sound, okay. or for very precise certain type of applications. Uh, the point is, you know, everything is sort of merging together and that's where innovation uh, you know some would argue we don't create anything new anymore okay. we just build off of what was already built okay, look at yeah. blockchain technology true, true. blockchain technology is a combination of uh, game theory uh, computer science cryptography right and so being able to merge those together someone came up and just pulled those in yeah, and I'll found out it was soup yeah. to make it super tasty that the rest of it served to the rest of the world and we all started eating bitcoins right yeah. And I think, you know, that that's true still holds and why I want to work. I just want to work with the best. Yes. And, and those best are, are out there. Those are entrepreneurs and uh, all around the world. And, 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 and we all speak the same language of lean startup. And, and, and these are the people that, that I'm looking uh, for. So you say that technology brings all these fields together, but also I believe technology also brings all these people from around, all around the world together. So that's what really is important. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Great. So uh, I just want to, before we go to the last part of the podcast, I want to talk about the AI. Yeah. So why AI matters on financing? Why is it so important to have AI and finances in general? Yeah. I mean, any, 
startup company, tech startup company, could be argued to be uh, an, an AI play. It's almost synonymous now. You would think they, they go hand in hand. And mm -hmm. Never is that more true than I would say in the fintech space. And why is that? Because in fintech, you're delivering a lot of services, but you're also pulling in lots of data. Very rich, rich data. This data usually says where you spend money. Okay. Right? In the startup world, it's not real until you get a customer who actually pays. They might say, yes, yes, I'll yes. do that. But when they pay, because yeah. where you pay really is indic indicative of who you are, okay. right? Where you put your money where your mouth is. And so these sort of transactions, this is super, this is gold. Yes. Right? It's valuable. Yes. And so now when you're able to do it, now it's also what you do with that. Can you make analysis on that? More importantly, can you make recommendations? Okay. And so that is why within the, the financial sphere, they're just, you're offering better solutions and services that are considered financial, but uh, in many ways you're pulling in new data okay. and being able to, to provide new recommendations that that's where the gold really is. And then and you do so by leveraging AI. Okay, so AI will help categorize all the, the data and really make it more efficient, like really more easily to banks to, to go by all the data. Yeah, I mean, categorizing data and, and then uh, making recommendation like um, are, are just categorizing is a, is a, is a, is a, is a beast in itself. Okay. And, so, and if you look at a lot of the financial institutions that they're having to go back and clean up their data sets yeah. so that they can apply <laughs> the AI on it. Okay. But it's important to know this because when you're building your startup, you need to understand where you get your data, how can you get data, how do you structure your data so that it is more ready for, let's say, that Series A, Series B financing yes. that comes down the line. Cool. So I have uh, two last questions, and we talk a lot about financial technology in this podcast, and I just, people are watching and listening this, and some of them are not like experts on this, on that subject. So does the general public understand FinTech? Do the public, like general public, uh, like uh, Miss or Mr. do they understand what FinTech is? I don't think so yet. Um, <clears throat> I think it's still, <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's still a, a buzzword um, okay. for which it's a good banner and a lot of the world has gotten behind it yeah. and accepted it to be the one that, okay, this is happening and we're going to call it FinTech. Okay. But, uh, you know, when I do speak to a lot of educated friends or family, they think FinTech is, oh, you're in FinTech. How's your FinTech, how's, how's your company doing? They think FinTech is my company. Okay. Or they don't know, like, FinTech is the industry in which I work yes. and the company is called Holtz. Okay or FinTech Accelerator, right? So uh, I don't think it's properly understood. I don't, you know, I go to classes in, in the university and I'm speaking to financial, uh, you know, finance class in fourth year and I'm going, who here has used, you know, financial FinTech products? And they don't even know which, what are financial products, right? Okay. What are FinTech products? They okay. don't know that when they made an e-transfer to their friend most recently, that was a, a, a really sound FinTech application. Yes. Uh, on the payment side of things with well, from the banks. Okay. So even banks are obviously doing fintech, right? Yes. It's just financial technology. Uh, two other ones where they may have heard of some of the bigger names. Like they, they just weren't aware that this was even fintech, even though they're engaging with it. Okay. And so that is part of what, what I believe in, in demystifying it. And so it becomes, wait a minute, we know what this is, we're using this, so how do we make this even better? Because yeah. for us to do this properly, you need everyone's voice. Yep. Everyone needs to be educated around how, on how this is. Because we're all trying to build products for people, but they need to understand what these products are. Okay. And in many ways, um, the ultimate center, as we talked about, is their data. Yes. And I think this is a very important piece because we're leveraging their data to be able to uh, make new products and services, and they need to be okay with how we're using people's data. Okay. So they need to be 
uh, more aware and cognizance of you know the future of how our, their their data is being bought and sold in the background, yes. and how it is being fully utilized to its fullest extent, and who is at, who is access and who is using it and who's seeing it. Okay. So these are other questions to go down, but this is an important message. What I want to convey and what I want to try to do is just yes. really demystify fintech and, and and the whole data aspect behind it. It comes with a lot of education, a lot Absolutely. of education, and. Talking about the education on the last subject of the podcast, I want to talk about the Joseph co-founder of Fun Fintech, oh, right, which right. is a community of fintech enthusiasts, and yeah. there's a lot of education there. Yeah. So what is it is exactly? Yeah, I was very fortunate in a, in a past life to have uh, uh, founded uh, Form Fintech, which yeah. was a way to, I would say, first educate people on what is uh, fintech in the local ecosystem here in Montreal to help them, and once they're educated, form, yeah. put them on teams, real teams from real financial institutions that have problems okay. through what I call open innovation challenges. And then third, help them focus after they kind of got through almost like a very early stage incubator, which would eventually, hopefully, some of those teams and entrepreneurs would make it onto the Holt Accelerator. Okay. And so I still give my time, and Holt still gives their time to other community players. Yes. And so one of them being Form FinTech. And uh, the, the goal there is really to, Educate, demystify, and, and work with those next batch of entrepreneurs. I think we have, must have worked with close to a thousand okay, uh, well. people. Yes, and, and helping them move the fintech cause, and in doing so, they spread the word, they spread the gospel. Right, okay. it's not my past title is a fintech evangelist. Yes. So proclaim, which I think is really important, of of what is happening, and, and so that others can be more up to speed and have the education, to, so that we can all be be aware and make better decisions uh, as we go forward. And hey. Maybe we're interested in this and we want to start our own business yes, and we find some cool entrepreneurs who we can want to help support. Cool. You're doing a lot of great stuff. I appreciate you uh, you having on the, being here on the podcast. Really thank you very much. And it was a great podcast, a little bit differently, but uh, I see that you give a lot and giving to all the, the staff funders. Thank you very much. Cool. My pleasure. Thanks so much for uh, creating some awareness for our ecosystem. No problem. Thank you. Cool. So actually, uh, uh, we do have a little bonus, actually. I know we said three of 13, but we had two more of our companies roll in. And yeah. you know, I always like to give them the attention. I mean, they're the stars of the reason that we exist and why we get up every day and do what we do. So why don't we throw it to you guys, actually. I got to, we'll get the two for one combo here. <laughs> Bryce, do you want to start? Because you're closer to the microphone, Just to I guess. make sure uh, be, sure. Uh, be near the micro and look at the camera on both. Uh, look at the cameras? OK, sure. My pleasure. OK, so hi, my name is Bryce. I'm the CEO of Commercial Passport. And we are a platform that helps uh, different financial institutions inside capital markets automate their KYC and AML process, otherwise known as know your customer or know your client. Our goal is to basically help these institutions navigate through complex regulations and help them have a great relationship with their customers when they're submitting these complicated documents. Cool. And Cool. So, uh, hi, my name is Landon Avers. I'm the COO for CapitalWise. CapitalWise is an AI platform for retail banks that helps them better engage with their customers and improve their financial wellness over time. We work with banks to make sure that their customers are doing well and make recommendations to those customers on how they can better save for their future, how they can better select the right products at the bank instead of just picking the ones that everyone else does, um, and how they can deepen their relationship between the customer and the bank over time. Cool. I have a couple of questions for you guys. Sure. So why did you decide to, uh, to go in FinTech? What was the reason that you said, oh, FinTech is what I want to do? Yeah, so I, I guess I can go first. Um, my background is a mix of finance and 
and technology. Um, I'm passionate about both. I think both have the power to really change people's lives for the better. Um, and I think fintech is exactly where that happens. It's helping people who, uh, on a mass scale, really have better access to making their own lives better. Good. Yeah, I mean, I would echo some of those sentiments and say that, um, you know, it's been an industry that's probably been ripe for disruption for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's in, you know, sort of in the old world, to some extent, some processes haven't been uh, updated with technology. So there's an opportunity there to, you know, like Landon said, you know, better serve customers, but also leverage the technology to have a massive impact and kind of a domino effect across the board. Okay. So you, you both talk about the customers because yeah. we see right now banks that just, just care about the, the money. So I just want to have the, really the, why it's so important to have the customer integrate in the, on, in the financial technology? Yeah, so I, I think if, uh, if banks don't pay attention to their customers and start giving their customers what they want, which is that quick, fast, easy, efficient service, okay. um, banks are going to lose their customers. Yes. So they're, they're, the banks themselves are going to be disrupted. So I think banks are finally paying attention and realizing that they can't be this black box okay. of uh, old money, that they have to really uh, pay attention to their end consumers. I, w I would agree and say that if we think about how Amazon has sort of changed the perception of the delivery of goods, whether it's your experience or customer service or your engagement to have a product quickly, that entire adoption of interaction between customers and technology yeah. has facilitated the expectations that people should get what they want fairly easily and fairly okay. quickly. Yes. And if banks don't catch up to that, then they will be disrupted in a way where you know they're going to need to do a lot more to, to innovate internally. So their best bet is to partner with startup companies where they can integrate that from yeah. the very beginning and then grow gradually with them. Cool. So last question, why did you decide to come to Montreal with the FinTech Holder Accelerator? What was the reason? Yeah, uh, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. We, we, we saw a perfect partnership for a couple okay. different reasons. Um, one, the accelerator provided us with a cadence and a rhythm to really work together on deliverables. Jan and the rest of the team here has been amazing at actually making sure that we're staying on target. Okay. And this helps us uh, understand our own internal metrics that we should be measuring. So that's good both from an investor perspective, but also from a client acquisition perspective. Okay. So it also gives us access to a new market, to new customers, and to a network that we didn't necessarily have on our own. Cool. And? Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. I think uh, a lot of accelerator programs are intended for earlier stage companies where they're mostly about education. This one is truly accelerating us. They're really putting their um, energy behind helping us with all of our goals. Cool. Yeah, and I would add that they've been delivering on their promise in terms of brokering yeah. relationships <laughs> yeah, sure. that have been hard to get on our own. So, uh, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, we'll introduce you to our network. But okay. it's kind of a vague promise. And yeah. here we felt like we've been taken care of. And each week there are new people that we're meeting that are, you know, specifically meeting some of our objectives. Cool. Yeah, it's a great place. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much for Thank you. Uh, sharing yeah. Thank your, you. Uh, your journey and your values and everything. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any others? No, we're good. All right. I did it. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>